everybody it's aaron and meg and welcome back to the best podcast on planet earth yeah um we're actually number one on all of the charts yeah so thank you guys so much we surpassed caller daddy the daily yeah we everything. really just appreciate that you guys <laughs> i really can't take it seriously oh, yeah. we really just appreciate that you guys love the podcast realistically shout out to our algerian listeners and our peruvian listeners normally we'll pop up on the, the charts and we'll leave after a day or so but it's been a steady week of us on the peruvian and the algerian podcast charts so thanks guys yeah we see you we see you and we love you and we mean it exactly but this week we're doing a really fun episode it's all about dating myths and we're going to tell you if they're true, if they're false, and we're also going to give you some cold hard facts. We're yeah. going to give you some numbers to support what we're saying. So, it's not like we're just talking out of our asses like we usually are. We brought receipts today. Yeah, and y'all love when we talk about dating. I was going to say boys, but I mean, it, all this kind of stuff really applies to all genders. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I know that you guys really love when we talk about dating and stuff like that, but I guess we'll just get into it. So, I guess before we get into everything, we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah, so be sure to follow us on Instagram, at Love You Mean It Podcast. The best Instagram on Instagram. We are also number one. <laughs> If you tap the link in our bio, it will take you everywhere you need to go. You can donate to the podcast. You can shop our adorable merch. I've recently just gotten some pieces. They're so cute. They're such good quality. I love them. I'm obsessed. You can review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please, if you have a millisecond of time, please, please leave us a review, please. Or tell someone about it. I mean, there's no way for us to know that you told someone, but just it makes the how makes are they gonna such know? a difference. Yeah. How how will they know? They're going to know. How are they going to know? Yeah. So just please tell someone that makes such a big difference. And as you guys know, this is your weekly reminder to pick up the book that we're doing for book club. Ah. If you haven't already, uh, I mean, I hope that you have. Meg and I read pretty fast. This is just your weekly reminder. This episode is going up on May 24th. So you have 10 days because on June 3rd, which is a Thursday, the episode will be dropping. Even if you don't want to read the book, you can read like a Wikipedia summary or something. I mean, we're going to do an in-depth synopsis before we get into it, but I'm just so excited to do like a book club episode. I guess we'll just get into everybody's favorite segment because once again, we are the number one podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> every- everyone's favorite. Like, I think it's like 7 billion people that it was their favorite. What did we take this morning? I don't know. I, I just had a 32-ounce cold brew. So yeah, I don't long. know if you could tell. Last time we were drinking, this time we're drinking coffee, oh, so- right. Every week at Love You Unit, we talk about what we're loving and what we're hating. As always, we're going to get the negative shit out of the way first because it's good to just like cleanse, cleanse, cleanse yeah. your cleanse your vibes. What I'm hating this week is our neighbors. I feel like we just had a lot of like crackhead things happen to us this week. Yeah. I don't know if it's the start of Gemini season or what, but like as we were sitting down to record this, our neighbor downstairs was playing guitar and he hooks it up to an amp and he plays pretty loudly. But like he doesn't really play. He just kind of strums. So I it's would, not like he's playing like a song or like a melody. It's just like kind of sporadic. Like it's literally just him like plucking the strings and it's so weird. Like I would rather just have them play because then I could at least like listen to the music, but it just sounds like he's warming up like for hours. <laughs> so it's just for hours. It's just kind of weird. It's pretty loud. You can like also feel the vibrations. Goodbye, literally goodbye, goodbye, so, so i'm just like yeah I, i'm not really about this he usually does it on the weekend so it's just like not a vibe another neighbor thing that we have our neighbors like across the street they 
have loud parties like all the time throughout the pandemic they've been having outdoor parties at least they're outdoor but like they have like at least 15 people come and they're loud as fuck and i think they just play like cornhole and like beer pong and they just sit outside for hours and scream and they literally don't stop until like one in the morning and my window is like right near them so i can hear it everything even with like the window closed and stuff and like Mm -hmm. the tv on it's like kind of funny but i'm also like can you guys shut the fuck up and like like, not have a party during a pandemic the other day it was like a thursday yeah it was literally a thursday it was in the middle of the day like i i was working at like three o'clock and they started drinking like i got home from work at like seven and they were like still going no they didn't stop till 12 at night y'all i get it i'm in my 20s too but like there's a time and a place and it's not on a thursday yeah no no like that's not cool and then we had a really funny experience yesterday i don't know if aaron wants to tell it a little bit yeah so basically if you guys didn't know i don't work from home but meg does and so on fridays also like, we're roommates oh, i don't yeah. know if we said that god sorry i know i like forget well especially because hey to anybody that's new i feel like we've been getting new listeners lately which is exciting but if you guys didn't know meg and i the host of this podcast Aaron speaking uh we are roommates and so Meg works from home and on Fridays I get to work from home and so we usually work together in my room which is super fun and and it definitely forces me to be more productive so I really like it but yeah so Friday we're working from home and I keep all the windows open because it's been super nice lately and all of a sudden we hear this guy what I think he said like oh my god I fucking hate this like so like Like, he screamed screamed. and we were like what and Meg was like oh I think it's the guy like across the street because there's this guy sitting in his car I get up to the window and we're like just like kind of like crouched below it and he was like literally like banging his head like on the steering wheel and like thrashing around in the car and then he got out of the car and he slammed the door so loudly he was pissed like he slammed it like i think as as hard as the door could take it yeah that's how hard he hit it and then he got out and then he dropped something like out of his pocket so then he went to go pick it up and then he went back to the car and like gently opened the door and then like soft closed it and then he like left something at like our neighbor's doorstep so like part of us is wondering like oh is it like a breakup or something and then he got back in the car and he was like "Ah, ah, oh my god like he rolled up the window and did like full jim carrey like thrashing around in his car it was like screaming banging his fists on the steering wheel like i've never seen anyone do that in my life and then there were people like walking down the street so then he like literally backed up and he i'm not even kidding when i say he went like zero to 50 like on our street and peeled out didn't stop at the stop sign just kept going and it was just wild i was like i hope that guy finds a therapist i hope he finds some inner peace he gets help for whatever that he's struggling with because he clearly has issues going on yeah so overall just like a lot of random like neighbor stuff so what are you hating this week Erin? well i'm hating this week is tmi my vaccine period i heard that everybody was saying that like your period after your the vaccine is like heavier and like it affects it which makes sense because it's like you're having an immune response Mm -hmm. and so i got my first shot and i had gotten my period like the next day or something and i was like fine it was whatever like i didn't feel any different i got my second shot i'm officially two weeks like so i'm fully vaccinated which is exciting but so i got my second shot and then like a few days ago i got my period and oh my god so i haven't i mean this is a little tmi but obviously everyone knows like everyone at one point in their life has gotten their period overnight you're like oh like it's there but it's like normally not that awful this i woke up at like 4 45 in the morning 
it was like almost dripping like <laughs> it like and it's never been like that and so like bad. my cramps were so horrible like i couldn't even like describe them like, i literally felt like shit and also my period came like two days early where i'm normally like exactly like on the mark and so yeah it really really hurt i'm like just now i think today's like the tail end of it no that's i've heard of that happening to a lot of people now that you're saying that like i don't get my period i have an iud and if anyone has any questions about marina feel free to slide into my dms i'd be happy to talk about my experience i had one day i don't know when i get my period i haven't gotten my period in like three years yeah. so i just get like random cramps sometimes i had such bad cramps I was like say, a couple like, days when, ago when i was like going through like the the thick of it i mm-hmm. was thinking about how like you had such bad cramps and you were like oh my god it hurts so bad and that we were like oh that's so weird no and i was like sense. yeah no and then you got it too because i got my second shot a week before aaron so and then i was like dude like this literally hurts so bad and i was like is this my like covid vaccine period like i was kind of preparing for it but i didn't really think it was going to be that awful lucky for me obviously it's like a normal period length because i've like talked to people that had just been bleeding like mm-hmm. for like 30 days yeah so that's obviously very scary and if it's ever like super serious and you're really concerned about i would definitely contact your doctor but yeah yeah, that was just my experience just please get your vaccine i know like it sounds scary and stuff and people don't necessarily yeah i I don't want it to seem like something that's yeah then that you shouldn't be getting i mean i'm the only one i mean obviously you had cramps and stuff but like i'm the only one of the friends that i've talked to that's had like actual like period changes so but honestly the benefits like way outweigh the on so i don't know i just think like make the responsible decision i guess we could talk about what we're loving this week so what i'm loving this week is my new laptop i recently got a macbook air gold which is cool i've never had a gold laptop before Mm -hmm. shout out to apple for making cute laptops never had a macbook air either i've only ever had the pro but i've had the my computer for so long it like literally wasn't working and i need it for work so i was like okay like i'm just gonna get a new laptop like it's time and i love it I really recommend it. It's super light. It honestly works like way better than my MacBook Pro did because I know that they just upgraded. I'm not a techie person, but I know that they just upgraded to like an M1 chip or something and that's supposed to be like dope. Like faster, yeah. So I've noticed like a huge difference in like performance. I really like how everything's set up. I don't know. I just, I'm really enjoying it. I love it. If you guys need a new laptop, like honestly, I would get one of the newer ones whether it be the macbook pro or the air like or even like the ipads and stuff because they've really been like working on improving them mm-hmm. so and i think this new generation is really good but what are you loving erin thank you genius bar spokeswoman meg hickey yeah i actually were frabble just kidding but what i'm loving this week is the beautiful weather so also if you guys didn't know we live in connecticut and it's just been honestly stunning today is the first day that it's been partly cloudy and it's still been like like 70s to 80s today and it's just so nice like it's been so awesome having all the sun mm-hmm. i don't know just like just transition into summer and it's just been really nice like we went to a brewery last night 10 out of 10 i don't know how the weather is where everybody else is right now but i hope everybody else can take some time to go for a walk get some vitamin d this weekend well the weekend's over when you're listening to this but i hope you guys had a good weekend um you can have a nice memorial day weekend if you're in the u.s a long the, weekend that's next weekend right yeah it's next monday it's very exciting really looking forward to it but i guess without further ado we're gonna get into the episode yeah i don't know i just 
like was honestly shocked like when I was doing research for this episode some things seemed like kind of obvious but like not to the extent that the numbers showed so I just I don't know I think you guys are going to be kind of surprised when you like read some of these my beautiful co-host Erin is going to read the first one dating myth number one is that if you initially don't find someone attractive you will never fall in love with them but the reality is that 43% of singles have fallen in love with someone they did not initially find attractive which I totally get especially like people that go from me sound like a book person i'm like friends to lovers <laughs> but i'm like think of people that go from like friends to dating it's like most likely aren't looking at them and you're like oh my god this guy is so sexy but you kind of more fall in love with their personality and everything and then over time you're like wait he's the sex god honestly this just reminds me of like when my sister started her first job out of college she actually met her current boyfriend at this job i remember her coming home and being like oh my god like this guy keeps like trying to like ask me out to lunch and stuff and like he's so weird and like i don't like him and like all this stuff and they've been dating for like four years so i just think it's funny that like some people don't have that instant connection i've also heard of people like literally hating each other and then they end up getting married so it's just funny to see the progression i I was just gonna say i feel like a lot of people just assume that like they say it's so cliche but like looks really aren't everything Mm -hmm. i I think it's really like how much you have in common yeah and like shared values and stuff because i think if you don't have like shared values then you're honestly not gonna work out that's like the baseline for like any relationship whether it be friends or anything i know that's like whenever i'm on dating apps and i'm like oh my god this guy is so not my type or like not cute and meg's like give him a chance and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just think you have to ask like the hard-hitting questions early on so that you can learn about them the next one is that partners are curious about your ex early on the reality is 72 percent of singles do not want to hear about your past relationships while on a date this is so true like i wouldn't want to hear about your ex i mean like that's a red flag for me obviously down the line like you want to talk about like okay like your history stuff like that like what you've been through like your trauma but like (laughs) unpack that later baby and be like my girlfriend used to get mac and cheese too (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally no one wants to open the x-file at least on the first couple of dates definitely talk about it but like i don't think you need to like divulge your entire relationship to someone else i also think it's a red flag if they want to know everything about your relationship because like the past is the past and like Mm -hmm. you're starting fresh so i don't know I just thought that one was interesting. I like that one. This one is so wholesome. So the next relationship myth is that singles rarely think long-term on a first date. This is so surprising, but it's so wholesome. 51% of men and 49% of women have imagined a future together while on the first date. I will literally swipe right on a guy and like send one message and I'm like, okay, I wonder like what, like what our future would be like. And I'm like, okay, let's stop. I'm literally crazy. Once I find out a guy's last name, I'm like, okay, what would my name sound like with his? Yeah, right? But uh, <laughs> No, but that's just like kind of- imagine my my wedding invitations and shit stop it no but that's just like so funny just thinking about i mean that's just like such a wholesome statistic that 51 percent of men are on the first date like oh i wonder what our future no is. honestly if anything these facts have like shown me that men are like way more romantic than people think and i like that i think we should talk more about that i think all these stupid myths like need to go away i know and we should just make dating whatever we want it to be because we just like assume that guys like don't give a fuck but that's not true the next one we have is that love at first sight doesn't exist the reality is that 34 percent of singles so 41 percent men 29 percent of women have experienced love at first sight 
while 53% of singles believe in it. So 59% of men and 49% of women. What do you think? I think it can exist. I think a lot of it can be like lust at first sight. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that just sounds really powerful and it's hard to like mistake that as something else. It's hard to imagine, but I feel like, I mean... I would like to believe in it. I don't necessarily know if it exists, obviously, but just like looking at someone, I was like going to say, a lot of it is probably lust being like, mm-hmm. oh, they're really attractive. But like, there are all, like, there are times, even when it comes to like friends and stuff, where like you meet somebody and you're like, oh, we have like this connection. Yeah. And, like, or you can just like feel like you're going to get along and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, I would like to believe that exists because for an Aquarius, I'm honestly a pretty big hopeless romantic which is kind of a um, scorpio moon vibes yeah uh, i'm just really passionate but yeah i don't know it's nice to think about that but i don't know to think that 34 percent of people have experienced it i would like to hear that's literally like a third of people like that's crazy i've i don't i don't know anybody in my life that like saw this person on site and like never had met them before or anything and was like this is it honestly my dad said he did with my mom because they met on a blind date when they were 16 (laughs) and then they've been together ever since and they're now 58 we should have on the podcast to talk about that i know no like honestly and they're blind i still think they're really in love so that's good i i think they have a great relationship so i think it can exist i think you just don't know until you experience it good point. it's one of those things well no i was gonna say with a lot of stuff too like you never really know until like it happens thinking about how asap rocky said that rihanna was the one i was like yeah i believe i was like um okay that's not really a statement because rihanna is the one for all of us so i don't really know where you're going with that sounds pretty possessive for you to say that about your girlfriend but (laughs) she's all of ours thank you the next dating myth that we have is intense passionate romantic love lasts no more than a few months the reality is that 28 percent of singles surveyed were intensely in love with their partner for two to five years and nine percent of singles were intensely in love with their partner for six to ten years and 18 percent of singles were intensely in love with their last partner for more than 10 years that's crazy because i feel like the stereotype is that like you get together there's the honeymoon phase and then it kind of fizzles out yeah no but the fact that 18 percent of people like felt intensely in love with their partner that's crazy yeah for 10 years like that's a long time i know well because i think about i mean not to like put her on blast but i think about like ariel and nate those mm-hmm. are like two of our best friends and they've been dating for like all like going on like three years almost mm-hmm. and like i feel like they're just as like intense as they yeah. were like when they got together so i don't know that's just kind of shocking if anything like i feel like at least in the first like five years i feel like it's still you should be like in love with each other just because i don't know if like you're you have plans to get married or whatnot but i feel like it your relationship like does deepen and like progress but it's not till like after you're married where things can like i feel it f- I, I guess fall apart but. just thinking about being obsessed with someone for 10 years that's, that's really easy okay yeah the next dating myth we have is that single men want more nights out with friends than women do i mean we all love a girls night here so i don't know about this one but reality said that single men are less likely to consider regular nights out with the guys a must-have or a very important only 55 percent of men consider it important while 64 percent of women find it important see i find like this is the one that i definitely find to be the most like believable like mm-hmm. the reality is because like from my experience 
I mean, we, we highly value, like, hanging out, like, one-on-one, like, just us or, like, with our other girlfriends. And I feel like with guys, it's, I mean, obviously, yes, they do value, like, seeing their guy friends. But I don't know. I feel like it, it totally is more valued with women. I don't know if you feel the same way. Okay, so hear me out. I think guys get most of their, like, social stimulation from their partners yeah whereas women i feel like are more likely to have it almost like equal Mm. with like friends and their partners because women are just more social by nature Mm -hmm. so i just think that like men or like men might be more likely to think of like going out with the guys as like playing video games or like you know doing stuff like online Whereas women need to, like, physically, like, be with their friends and, like, talk to them. I mean, totally. Like, just thinking about, like, I feel, I mean, this is just coming from my experience, like, looking at other relationships as a single person. But I feel like women are way more likely to be like, girls night. Yeah. And guys are like, let's do a bros night out. Like, I Yeah, know. no. <laughs> girls are always like, oh, my God. Like, you can't buy her a drink. We're only hanging out with the girls tonight. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's me. No, I know. Or, like, the amount of, like, cheesy rom-coms I've seen where, like, a guy comes up to a girl and he's like, hey, like, can I have your number? And she's like, sorry, it's a girl's thing. Like, I don't know. I do believe this one, though. Yeah, me too. The next dating myth that we have is that men like being single. The reality is that only 12% of single men reported that they don't want a relationship and would prefer to stay unattached. Yeah, I really think that all men crave love. I really do. Well, I feel like it's not even love. I feel like it's like... They just... Um, well, like, they crave, like, the... They just want mom 2.0. They're, like, obsessed with their moms. And so, like, they just want to, like, recreate that relationship, that dependency. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but, like, we've seen this in our personal lives. Like, when men lose their partner, say, like, their partner passes away, or, like, they just get divorced, they're way more likely to get into a relationship within, like, six months after the relationship ended. Yeah. Because they can't be alone, and they need someone to take care of them. That's just pretty shocking, though, because I feel like I would expect more guys to be more, like, hesitant towards dating and more excited to, like, date around and, like, fuck all these bitches. But apparently, they don't want to be unattached. Apparently, y'all are, so- are softies. So, where y'all at? <laughs> the next one we have is that men are turned off by a successful woman. Yes. Um, the reality is that 87% of single men would date a woman that makes considerably more money. And 44% of single men think it's important to date someone who has a successful career. That I kind of makes sense. I 100% agree that it's important to not even to date someone that has a successful career, but I, I mean, especially because we're so young, I at least think somebody that's on their way there. Yeah. But like, oh my God. Or even if it's not like in motion, like as long as you're like like pursuing it or like if you have a plan you have plans and stuff like that because i mean i'm 23 i don't i mean yes i have a full-time like well-paying job but i don't expect like a a guy that i'm dating at 23 to be like the ceo of a company yeah or like it's okay if he still lives with his parents or whatever like you don't have to be perfect but so i don't know i feel like that is pretty i mean that's pretty shocking in my opinion because i just would think that men would find that like emasculating I've, <laughs> I've like, heard about guys, like, say that they want to be, like, stay-at-home dads and stuff. Yes. And so the 87% of single men who would date a woman who makes considerably more money does sort of make sense. Like, two of my cousins have, like, really good jobs and, like, their husbands stay at home and, like, work with the kids. So I, like, it's definitely not impossible and things are changing. Yeah. And I think it's great if, a, if like, a husband supports his wife, like, working and making more money. Yeah, like, I was talking to a guy a few months ago and we were talking about, like, jobs and stuff and what we wanted to do. And 
he was like currently working as like a like a decently paying job and he was like yeah but my real dream job is to honestly be a stay-at-home dad and i was like i was like i was like oh my god what i was it like kind of turned me off but then like looking back i'm like oh that's like kind of wholesome yeah i mean we love a guy that rolls up his sleeves and helps with the kids yeah because i feel like a lot of women are like drowning and their husbands just like aren't paying attention or they don't help as much as they should i'm still just like a little shocked i thought that guys would want to be like or maybe they want to portray that they're macho but then behind the scenes in this study they don't really care how they look but like maybe like to their friends and stuff they want to look like they're like big guys honestly there's like these memes on t- of tiktok oh, there are these memes on tiktok of like boys literally being babies when it's just them and their girlfriend and that is the most accurate thing i've ever heard guys love to be babied so i so honestly maybe it does make sense yeah i think it does they like to be taken care of so funny next dating myth that i have is that men don't want to date smarter women when in reality 87 percent of single men would date a woman who is more intellectual than themselves and 87 percent again would date a woman who is considerably more educated i I would love to date someone smarter than me yeah i don't know i think it's just like a way for you to sort of up your game and like motivate you and there is something to be said about someone that like challenges you intellectually i just honestly this episode already is kind of like motivating because it's like no but it's just like kind of cool to say like to see the like actual because i feel like there's just like so many stereotypes that like oh guys don't want smart women and like guys are like turned off by you being just like more educated than them and stuff not that i'm like dating anybody that i'm more educated than but it's like kind of motivating that like you don't have to dumb yourself down or like act like somebody you're not to like get someone who would actually like add to your life and like want to date you no like the whole purpose of this episode is to show you that like everything that we've been taught is bullshit yeah and that like it's okay if you don't fit like the conventional mold like you're gonna find someone eventually yeah and just be who you are Mm -hmm. and the right person will come along the next myth we have is that men are uncomfortable when a woman asks them out this personally i don't know if i would ask a guy out but the reality is that 90 percent of men are comfortable if and when a woman asks them out i just think that's funny i was driving home from work the other day and i was thinking about this because like i was thinking about like dating apps and stuff and like i i feel like a lot of the times i make the first move whether it be like following them on instagram Mm -hmm. or like obviously like messaging them and stuff or even like when i was like in high school or like my personal life being like oh like we should hang out or like let's do this or like oh i like you like stuff like that so i don't know i mean it's cool to see that guys like that but i'm sure also to some extent they do like making their own moves too the next dating myth that we have is that men feel that proposing marriage is always the man's job when in reality 67 percent of men would be comfortable if a female partner proposed to them what that's crazy i would I, I would never do that. I mean, I wouldn't do that either, but I just think it's really cool when women do that. Oh, like, yeah. I think it's, like, you have, like, huge balls if you do that, and I really respect it. Yeah. Also, if anybody is listening to this episode and they're, like, planning to, like, propose to me in the future, like, one day, if you ever <laughs> do it in front of anybody else that's not me, I'm saying no. Oh, yeah, no, same. Like, like it has to be us, like, literally by ourselves. Like, I mean... I feel like if you're being proposed to, you probably know about it. And you've obviously talked about marriage before. But I'm just letting you know now, and Meg listening, if I ever get a boyfriend and they're going to propose to me, I just want you to know that if it's in front, like, my Leo rising does not, like, pop out. Does not count when it comes to, like, people asking me things. 
Yeah, no, I get that. Just my biggest fear in life is like being proposed to on like a jumbotron at a sports event. Yes, or like being in front of like my family and being like, oh my god, yeah. Or having someone record it. Oh, I have a brain for that. I can remember. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there are certain things in life that like you don't need to see be played out like especially if i'm going to get married in front of probably my entire family i don't really need to like have that i feel like that's just such a personal thing and like especially because a lot of people don't say their vows at their wedding i feel like a lot of the time i mean like you'll share vows vows like on your honeymoon or something Mm -hmm. but i feel like a lot of the times like the actual proposal is like i love you like we're meant to be together and like i I don't need other people to hear i just can't imagine like kissing my husband in front of like my family and like my extended family and shit like that's just i hate pda in general Me too. so that would be really hard for me and also having to say how i feel about them would be terrible i would just be like i love you bro yeah like dude fist bomb dude you're the coolest dad ass i love you (laughs) yeah i just not a sappy person like that so the idea of like people making it like a whole spectacle Mm -hmm. i just am so turned off by it yeah like that's what i loved about like like ariana grande just had like a tiny wedding with like 20 people and like she could have done this whole ass thing like she's usually extra as fuck with like everything i just thought it was really annoying though that everybody was like making fun of her for like buying these soundproof like walls to put up like around the thing and like was trying to keep it like as private as possible i just thought it was weird that everybody was like teasing her no because people are so invasive and they think that like celebrities owe them things when they really don't and she was just trying to have like a nice private intimate wedding especially when her last few relationships have been like completely ripped apart Mm -hmm. by the media also i know we hated bridgerton but can we talk about how cute pete davidson and that that girl phoebe are yeah there i saw that picture of them in london like in that field laughing and i was like (laughs) what oh i love pete davidson sorry yeah no and honestly like we didn't love bridgerton but she is a great actress and she's gorgeous yeah the next myth that we have is that singles without children avoid dating single parents with children the reality is is that 60 percent of singles so 64 percent of men and 57 percent of women are willing to date a single parent who is living with children. I think this is especially interesting because there are more men out there who would date a woman with children than a woman dating a man with children. Yeah. No, I I think about this all the time because, like, obviously when you go on dating apps and stuff, it will say, like, has kids or, like, wants kids in the future. And, like, would you date someone that has a kid? I honestly don't know. Like, I think about this all the time because, like, my sister is dating a guy that has kids. And, like, I just don't... Like, I, I consider myself to be, like, maternal. It's a lot to step into that role. I was going to say, that's, like, a hard role to Cause, take Because you're not just, like, partner to your significant other. You're, like, you're also, like, a person, mom. Yeah. Like, you're, you're responsible for their safety, like... And who knows, like, the relationship with the ex or, like, something could be bad. So, it's just, there's a lot of baggage. But Mm -hmm. I think if you find the right person, like, you might just not care. And it might be, like, it it might end up just being a bonus. Yeah. So, who am I to judge? I know. Like, I definitely wouldn't, like, take it off the table just because of that. Because I feel like if it's not something that's, like, actually an issue, like, it shouldn't really stand in the way. But also, who really knows until you're, like, in the situation? Next dating myth that we have is that when you're interested in someone, it's best to make your feelings clear. When in reality, multiple studies suggest that playing hard to get when you first meet someone can be an effective way to entice them. For example, one 2014 study found that men liked women more when the women acted disinterested in them, but only if the men felt committed to the woman in the first place. The weirdest part, though, is that even though the men wanted the women more when they played hard to get, they liked those women less, which is totally true. Like, you literally only want the people that, like, you can't have. And then when you get them, you're like, okay. Yeah. Like, it's 
the fun kind of wore off. That's literally my Aquarius energy to a T. I'm like, oh my god, this person is like so like the chase. I, I can't really have them, and then I get them, and they're like, ooh, I like you, and I'm like, you know, what's the point now? <laughs> literally, I'm. A, that's why I'm in therapy, guys. Because <laughs> every single person is like, oh my god, I like you, and I'm like, ew. She's like, oh. I know. I'm like, I'm like, I want to like, I want to fight for it. I want to compete. No, she. I think Erin just wants like a dramatic. This is why I need to date like a Gemini or like an Aries. That's like literally a psycho. Yeah. And like it's like I I, I like the. They keep ex- you. I feel like a Gemini would be good for you because I feel like Gemini's can be very like I'm dating one, so I'm qualified to say this. Me. But they can be very hot and cold, and I think that that would be like low key addictive to you. Cause like I just love well. So two of our best friends. Ariel and Lizzie, they're both Aries, and they're both, like, so fiery and, like, so, like, just, like, that's mm-hmm. literally the only way I can describe them, and I just, like, f- I literally feed off of it, so, <laughs> like, I'm, me being a psycho, I'm like, I think I need that. Yeah, I think you do, too. Anyway. If you know a Gemini, please send them Aries. Yeah, if you wife. know a hot Gemini or an Aries, hit me up. The next myth that we have is over the course of a relationship, you get to know everything about your partner. The reality is, according to a 1997 study, couples who have been together longer express more confidence in how well they knew each other. But as it turns out, relationship length wasn't related to accuracy. Even when participants had to guess how their partners would rate themselves on intelligence, athleticism, and attractiveness, they were only right about 30% of the time. I think that's totally true, especially when it comes to friendships and stuff. Like, just because you've been friends with somebody for 20 years doesn't mean you're not as close to someone as you met, like, last year. Like, there's different timelines and stuff for getting to know people. And so, I, I feel like you shouldn't just expect to know everything about a person just because you've been around them longer, if that makes sense. Or, like, even, like, I don't think time spent with someone is, like... Or, like, the quantity of time that you spend with someone is not is indicative of, like, how well you know them. Like, I literally quarantined with my boyfriend for months. And I also live with Aaron. We're up each other's assholes all the time. And I still find out new things about mm-hmm. them every day. Like, they'll say, like, oh, I don't like this food. Or, like, oh, like, I that movie sucked. Or something. Yeah. Just, like, you, it's always, like, a, an evolution of your relationship. And I don't think that you should always like say how someone's going to react because if you have expectations you're probably going to be surprised or hurt so mm-hmm. next dating myths that we have is that nice guys finish last so funny i was thinking about that song nice guys nice finish, finish last. last that's why i oh treat my God. you like trash i was thinking about <laughs> that today this is, oh, that's really funny but in reality research suggests that when it comes to flings non-altruistic so aka less nice that same study found that altruism is a desirable trait in a long-term partner even more desirable than good looks interesting so like people desire nice people, people that are that are nice mm-hmm. okay i'm lucky that i've never really been super attracted to like bad guys like i look at my dating history and like all of my all of the guys that i've been like involved with they all have like stable jobs they're really nice usually really f- like funny like, i've never been attracted to a guy that like fucks me over like repeatedly or like i've never been in like a really toxic relationship yeah like i, I like i definitely wouldn't say that i've been attracted to like bad guys but yeah. like i've talked to like xanax addicts and like yeah no um and like 30 year old men i mean like (laughs) i'm not saying that like i haven't ever been in like a bad relationship but if i have it didn't last very long because i kind of figured it out and was like okay like i'm not gonna do that no that makes sense you're so funny it's okay i talked to a guy in a halfway house so (laughs) and also like multiple married men that i didn't know were married no it's just like so funny 
just like thinking back i'm like literally i've like i've, t- I've talked to like two separate guys that were like addicted to xanax like they were ex-addicts and like no honestly you guys need to go back i don't know what episode it was like well, we have we've that, done a that few episode i'll link it down below it was called like married men and foot fetishes oh my god that, that, that was, was that that was a classic honestly one of my favorite episodes of all time if you haven't listened to that you need to go listen to it i know i just need more content so then maybe we can record another one so I'm, I'm working on it for you guys those are like my favorite episodes to like listen to and record and obviously you guys like them as well yeah honestly just reflecting is is my nut so iconic the next myth we have is that it's best to wait a while before responding to your crush's text i totally do this okay. the reality is we get it that you don't want to come off as too eager or worse desperate but leaving your date to wonder if you've fallen off the face of the earth probably isn't doing you any favors one study looked at 182,000 messages on an online dating site and found that for every day that passed between the first message and the response, the chance of getting a response back from the initiator dropped by about 0.7%. I mean, I totally get that. Like, literally nobody wants to look too eager or, like, look insane. But on the other hand, I hate when people take, like, forever to respond. And also, yeah, like, because the conversation's seri- not going. Like, if you're serious about them, like, I think it. I'm not going to lie as i was like growing up and like talking to guys i would totally like not answer for hours and stuff but now i try and do it like as accurately as possible like if i'm on my phone and you texted me i will i'll like respond yeah and then but i mean like my phone's on do not disturb so sometimes i miss stuff so then i'll just answer later but like i try to be as like prompt i guess guess, like prompt or like just like as like open as possible and not like play games yeah i know i think that's honestly what it is is like playing games i think when you first start dating that's definitely more prevalent where you're like oh my god i have to like put on this front mm-hmm. but then like once you start going through guys I feel like you just get really jaded and yeah. then you're like okay i'm just gonna be myself i don't give a fuck and if you don't like me then thank you next exactly love that message okay me Next one we have is meeting people on dating apps isn't the same as meeting them organically. When in reality, people who date online are likely to have more committed relationships than those do that. Oh my God. Than those who do not. Damn. I know. Only 9% of Tinder users report that they find it challenging to maintain a committed relationship, which is significantly lower than the national average. So I think about this all the time because obviously, as we know, I'm single and like I'm on dating apps and stuff, but like preferably I would rather meet somebody organically, but also like, see, like I have a stigma with myself because it's like I go on dating apps and I'm like, oh, I would rather have like me meet them in person. But then also like I know so many people that have met their partners through dating apps and like i don't look at them any differently obviously no like i bet my boyfriend through bumble and honestly it was great because when we met in person like we had already chatted before so we knew each other mm-hmm. it almost felt like we were friends before so the first date went really well also like I, pretty much most people i know that are in relationships have met their significant others off of dating apps and yeah. they're in like long-term relationships like i was at my boyfriend's house for easter they had like their family friends over and everyone was all vaccinated but there were three couples there m- like myself included and all three of us like all met on dating apps yeah and like we were talking about it like with the parents and stuff and they were like oh my god like that's so interesting and i was like like i don't give a fuck anymore at first i was like kind of insecure like Mm -hmm. oh like i yeah i met him at a bar or something but like it's literally the same thing you have the same intent when you're going into a bar as you are like going on an app you want to like hook up and meet people i know because i'll literally be on dating apps and like sometimes i'll look and like people will have posted like a photo or like a prompt or something and like see this is my my issue with just 
life in general is like i think about like somebody writing that Mm -hmm. or somebody posting that and that's like my ick i mean but it's like i do the same thing honestly it is an ick though it's like an ick like Like sitting down to make a dating profile somebody posted like that (laughs) feeling thinking about someone like hitting like download on the app store i'm going in like with intent which i mean like i literally did the same thing so i don't really have shit to say but i mean i totally get if you guys like have a stigma because like i did but after being in a relationship from a dating app it's the best relationship i've had coincidentally so like my last boyfriend my last like long-term boyfriend i had was like i met him organically yeah so i don't know i definitely don't think you should rule it out and like if you are looking to meet people especially now during this pandemic Mm -hmm. it's totally okay to meet someone online yeah and people won't be as judgy as you think they will be and there's plenty of old people out there on like match.com and eHarmony and shit so whether you're on an app or a website it's totally normal and you know you're just trying to find someone that vibes with you nothing wrong with that the vibes speaking of dating apps the next myth we have is that people who online date are just looking to hook up when the reality is is that when it comes to protecting their mental and physical health online daters are far more safer than those who date offline nearly 70 percent of tinder users always wear condoms when having sex for the first time with a new partner this compares to the 58 percent of their offline dating counterparts who report the same other topics covered in that study included data surrounding how soon online daters say i love you versus their offline counterparts who send more nude photos between online and offline daters and the difficulty of maintaining committed relationships for online versus offline daters that's very surprising yeah if you guys are interested in like online versus organic um tinder actually released a bunch of data like a couple years ago and they have some really interesting studies so i highly recommend that you guys check that out because the results were honestly shocking so that's honestly like hard to believe but like it also makes sense yeah no i get that though but like honestly i feel like when you're online dating like you do understand like the possibility of getting into a relationship like when i was online dating i was honestly just looking to date i wasn't specifically looking for a relationship but like that's what happened and i accepted that as a possibility so i feel like you're more prepared for it whereas like if you're just organically living your life and you like meet someone you're not necessarily prepared for it yeah so i I don't know and i feel like with safety and stuff it just like you're more aware of it when you're meeting someone that you've never met before mm-hmm. so makes sense next dating myth that we have is the more people i go out with the better chance i have of meeting mr or mrs right when in reality this is actually a common attitude among people who have been dating for a short period of time however after a few years this becomes a prescription for dating burnout we prefer that daters be selected from the start of their dating careers and only say yes to suggestions that seem to be in the ballpark it's better to date a few people who seem right on paper than dozens of people who sound nice but will never turn out to be a great match for you Dating isn't really a numbers game, and you're looking for one lifelong partner, not 100 cups of coffee, which is very interesting. I've only ever seen and, like, met up in person with one person off of a dating app because he was, like, the only person I could really see, like, anything Mm -hmm. happening with. I don't know. I think that makes a lot of sense because I definitely get insecure because, obviously, if you guys didn't know, I'm a virgin, too. And so I get nervous that I'm like, oh, my God, all these people have gone on, like, hundreds of dates and done all of this stuff, but... I don't know i don't i mean i think it's cool that it doesn't really matter if you don't have like this huge resume of like experience also like i just want to say that like i've been on a bunch of dates before but honestly it doesn't get any easier because every person is new yeah and every experience you have is going to be totally different and like you can't compare one relationship to another 
So just letting you guys know that it never really does get easier and like experience doesn't necessarily equal success dating. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I know, and part of me too was like, oh, I should date all these people so that it'll get easier and like all of this stuff and like yeah. I'll look cooler and everything. But it's like, it really doesn't matter. Like people always say like play the field and shit. But like, honestly, I think the only way that it's beneficial to do that is if you're trying to gain more like sexual experience and trying to like experiment and figure out what you like. But just, like, the social connection aspect of it, it's not relevant. The last one we have is that getting married shows that you really love someone. When the reality is that 53% of singles don't want to get married because they believe that you don't need marriage to prove you love someone. I agree. Yeah, I think you don't need a piece of paper. I definitely want to get married in the future, but also I've, I don't really think that it means that you care about them. Like, there's so many other ways that you can prove that, like, you're serious about someone i mean obviously telling them but then also more physically i guess like moving in together like having future plans stuff like that i mean i really think think that like there is no definitive like way of showing that you love someone like tons of people get married and don't really like each other no it's interesting like one of my sister's best friends um she's a wedding planner and she's like i can literally tell like who's gonna like stay together and who's not that's crazy yeah she's like you can just see like how much they care for each other and like a lot of people literally just do it to have a wedding like Mm -hmm. they're not doing it because they want to dedicate their lives and like spend time spend the rest of their lives with this one person they literally just get caught up in the dress and the ring and the location and like all that shit that goes with it when in reality it's like a six-hour party versus the rest of your life that's something I try to be really cautious about too because I'm a Leo rising and I love attention and I like I've always loved weddings and stuff like that but it can be so easy like Meg just said to get caught up in like the actual party and like the actual like plan in your head but think about like waking up the next morning and being like waking up in the morning okay yeah. and thinking like knowing that this is the rest of your life like is this really what you want I don't know, me personally, like, I literally want to do what, like, Ariana Grande did and just get married with, like, 20 people. No, I mean, I get that. And, like, because it's about you and, like, I just think weddings are, like, the biggest waste of money. Like, you could literally spend that money on, like, a down payment for a house or, Mm -hmm. like just i don't know save it for like your future kids college funds or something like there's so much more that you, or just take like fucking two months off and go on a crazy vacation like mm-hmm. there's so many other things that you can do with it and like weddings don't like again weddings don't equal love like you it's great and like if you want to have one that's awesome but like you don't need to totally agree yeah but i honestly thought this episode was really fun yeah if you guys have any other facts feel free to drop them in the promo of this episode we always love to learn the library is always open yeah so don't forget to follow us on instagram and don't forget about book club because it's in 10 days yeah and we love you guys so much we mean it and we'll talk to you next monday love you mean it love you mean it